You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Of all of my offers, the one that everyone talks about is my dream design intensive. 90 minutes of one-on-one with me to talk about your unique human design and soul vision. These usually book out months in advance, and I want to give you an opportunity to score yours on me. All you've got to do is write an honest review of my podcast and email me why you want one of these life-changing sessions. We'll be picking a winner every month. So write that review and drop me a line, and you could be my next winner. Hello, Elise. Hi, Amy Lee. I am so grateful to be here. Thank you. I'm so grateful to have you. (laughs) Usually we start at the beginning, um, kind of with like where people came from, but I think people are probably dying to know what is Eden's Way? (laughs) So Eden's Way was inspired by my daughter. Um, Her name, if you hadn't already guessed it, is Eden. (laughs) And she was the catalyst for my holistic healing journey. And as soon as I became her mom, um, I knew that she deserved a better mom because I was actually in a really bad place uh, dealing with all the postpartum issues. So postpartum anxiety, depression, rage, and then on top of it, uh, chronic Lyme disease. So I was hardly functioning at that point, trying to take care of her, take care of our home, take care of myself (laughs) at the same time. And so that's where Eden's Way came from because I made a decision when she was a year old that she was gonna have a healthy mom. I love that. And I I think that's a beautiful, sort of, you know, catalyst, like to to say that. And I think, I think that we are becoming, especially in this generation, you know, I I imagine we're probably from similar generational background. And so we probably had the same kind of parents in that our parents were raised by parents who were kind of like very once removed, right? Children should be seen and not heard. And so our parents were kind of like emotionally, mm, deprived I think in a way in that generation and so I think we end up being so much more conscious you know and and really kind of like digging into who our children are as people in a way that I don't think women or or people ever have before Um, I was actually reading this article it was really interesting not too long ago about And it's such a mind-blowing concept, but just hear me out on this for a second. It was about how Christianity invented childhood. Now, mind you, I'm not Mm. Christian. I don't have feelings one way or the other. But the idea Mm. was that until Christianity came, 
that before that, there was this idea that children were just kind of small hands that could do the work that could be exploited in other ways that, you know, we obviously don't agree with. Um, but they didn't have any personhood. They were kind of the property of the, their parents, for lack of a better word. And it was yeah. with the advent of Christianity that there was this idea of bringing them up in the church and treating them like treasured beings. And this concept mm -hmm. of being able to tether the adult to religion through the promise of their legacy for their children. And I thought that was really fascinating. You know, when you look at things that are so provocative and so almost like, you know, stomach turning, but to say, is there truth here? And mm -hmm. it's so interesting. Now we're in a place where like the thought of nurturing your children, making them better people, seeing them mm -hmm. as sovereign beings is so mainstream and to think that yeah. we came from a place where that was like, what do you mean you, you asked your child what they wanted for food? Like, right. Like they have an opinion because yeah. they do. <laughs> right. And, and the yeah. more that we kind of step into this next dimension, right. The more we realize that they're here on their own journey, they're, they're additional souls, just like we are that are here to create their own existence, you know, and, and we're here to kind of like be part of that, but they're not like, ours in the sense that maybe generations before kind of thought of that. I don't know why I felt the need to share that, but I was wondering like what your thoughts were on the idea of be, you know, being stewards of a child's journey versus them being an offshoot of us that we're then like responsible for outright. Yeah. Well, I absolutely love this topic because <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all started for me right was trying to be a better mom for my daughter and coming along that journey and just peeling away all of the processes and the patterns that I was raised in and it, it was very much you know be seen not heard you do this or right there's it it's conditional right a lot of conditional love and I knew that that's not what I wanted for her. Like I knew that being an individual is so important because when, when we feel empowered in our individuality, then we have the ability to find the people that actually resonate with us the most. And that's, you know, the beautiful part is, is I feel, felt like I was on this journey to gift that to her but I actually came to find that she gifted that to me <laughs> and I am always so grateful for that because that's that's what ended up happening within my journey is is I finally you know a lot of the relationships that were really not resonating with me just sort of started naturally falling away and and to be honest, that's what happened with my marriage. And um, so, and now all of the people that really do see my worth start gravitating, right? They start coming in. And it really is just fascinating how our trying to help cultivate our children's 
individuality wakes us up to our own too. Absolutely. And, you know, you had shared with me before that you're a manifesting generator, right? So you've got that little bit of that repelling aura, but at the same time, you've got the magnetism and it's kind of like a little bit of both, right? So mm-hmm. when you are moving through your life and sharing your life, and I don't know your daughter's human design, but like there's this resonance in you. There's a resonance of, yes, this feels good. And no, this Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good. And so, you know, you may not necessarily recognize if you haven't done a lot of study in human design, what that, what that is, what that feeling is, but you have that, like, oh my gosh, I could do this all day. And like, I literally never want to do this again. And I think what's really interesting is when we have children, we almost get that feeling echoed back at us right? It's like one of the things I noticed um, the other day, it was so silly. My daughter wasn't feeling well. She had a fever. Guys, we have a little bit of background noise because my kids are doing something and their dad's going to get onto them in a second. But um, just so you know, you hear a lot of noise. That's why. Um, Because I have five kids. So um, mamas get it, right? (laughs) Mamas get it. Yeah. So um, my daughter was laying in bed and she had a sore throat. And she's smiling and she's like, mom, I feel so awful. And I was like, okay, Alana. And it was kind of funny because I remember being in that position where I didn't feel that awful, but I loved the feeling of saying I felt awful when I was a child. And it was like in that moment, at least, mm. like I was seeing what me being a child being that way looked like from the other side. Yeah. Wow. It was like full circle, like every, and then knowing that, like, could I then apply that outside knowingness to all of the other times and fill in this other side of the reality of me as a child? Mm, So here's the crazy part. We were driving my husband and I, and I've had conversations with him about how I can see how she feels social anxiety. She's 10 now, how she's socially anxious, how she doesn't necessarily get along with other kids, you know, because she's so open and I see so much of myself in her. So we were driving in the car the other day and my daughter said something silly. And my husband's like, I love getting to know the little you. And I'm like, what? And he like pointed at her and he's like, I realize now that in order for me, and again, this is, oh my gosh, this is so off topic, but like, I promise this has a point. Like in order for me to have my journey, I had to have a child who was me all over again with all the same idiosyncrasies and all of the same concerns and desires and, and, you know, things so that I could heal and see what that looked like from the outside and understand when my mom laughed at me, because I was like, I'm so sick. It wasn't that she was laughing at me. She was like, oh my goodness, this little girl is just loving that feeling, but I didn't feel it that way. So all that to say that we don't know when we have children, how healing it's going to be to see childhood from the other side. And the Mm -hmm. catharsis of that, I just think is such an added bonus of parenthood that yeah. people just don't talk about, you know? And I, I realized that was a very big tangent that I just took you on. It's okay. You know, there was something else that, that actually came from that. And it really is amazing. The, the mind 
and how it can contradict itself when it's, it's something that isn't necessarily benefiting us, but you're sick, right? Mm-hmm. You don't feel well as a child, but what do you get as a child when you don't feel well? Ice cream and attention. Yeah. Mommy checking on you more than once. And you don't have to do your chores. You don't feel well. There's a a joy in that. Mm -hmm. And as a child, we knew that. And as an adult, we're like, I see you over there. But to her, she's like, why are you making fun of me? I really am sick. And I'm like, I know, baby girl. I know you're sick. I know. But there's just, there's so much that we like get out of that. And, And it continues to perpetuate you know as an adult but once you're sick as as an adult everybody's like no get on that you're fine you can you can have um the flu and still take care of your five children right it's yeah (laughs) isn't that amazing it really is it really is so I feel like we've we've gotten into some great topics but I want to talk more about you I want to talk about you know, kind of like, where did you start? Obviously, you didn't start out your life thinking, I'm going to go and I'm going to create this business. And, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> what what was the initial spark for you? Or like, what were you doing before? Sure. So <sighs> I was a stay at home mom for six years. And I loved it. I did, you know, those first couple of years were really hard because of the postpartum issues. And to be entirely honest, my marriage was rocky from the start. Um, And so I felt kind of alone through the process. Um, But at the same time, just not knowing how to relate to the world because I was so disembodied and so focused on just survival mode. Right. Um, and then my business sort of blossomed from that place of urgency at first, which I know is not a good place to like, it's not not a good place. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, ideally you want to be in flow, but what we don't don't ever want to, poo-poo the journey, right? Because some people, especially as a manager, like you're going to have those moments where you're like hustle mode and that's Mm -hmm. okay. So I just, I just want to, you know, I just, as your friend here, I want myself some grace, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's funny because that's what I preach to my clients, right? Of course. We're always our worst today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But at first it was, um, having that diagnosis of Lyme disease and then being on antibiotics for months, which was really frustrating because I was pregnant too. And I knew that that was not okay. (laughs) Like I should not be on all of this medication while I'm pregnant. And so I started looking for alternatives and um, everybody kept filling my brain with like, if you don't take this, you're going to die and you're going to kill your baby. And, and I'm like, excuse me. No, that's I'm I'm not believing that. And um, so one night my daughter was trying to crawl o- over me, play with me. And I just had no desire, no desire to do so because I was in so much pain. I was so dizzy. And I just laid on her floor trying to play with her. 
And I just cried the rest of the night praying like God either heal me now or bring me what will. And the next day um, on Facebook, a woman posted about a, a protocol, like a diet protocol that helped heal her Lyme disease. And I, and she was giving away a free ebook. So I clicked on it and I started reading it and it really started resonating with me. And I was like, okay. That was like my first sort of quote unquote sign, like where I was like actually seeing signs, listening to them and and sort of understanding them. And um, so that was when I went down the rabbit hole of regenerative detoxification, started studying it, started implementing it very quickly. Um, And probably within two weeks of eating that way, most of my pain was gone. Um, I had loads of energy. I felt high without drugs. <laughs> it was like amazing. Um, prior to that, I was eating sort of like a paleo life lifestyle. And then, uh, this was like, I never in a million years thought I would go in this direction, but it's raw vegan. And so that was very, very drastic. <laughs> I mean, it was in our wedding vows that I would always have bacon in our home. And that obviously shifted. (laughs) So um, that was huge for me. But then what ended up happening was I was doing that for a long time, still feeling great, but then was starting to dive a lot deeper into the detox aspect of things. And I think a little too fast. I learned a lot of things along that journey that I'm grateful I have the ability to take away from for my clients because I can help them out of that if they're already in it. Um, But we were talking earlier about trial and error, right? Like I literally utilize myself almost as like a human experiment (laughs) through this process of learning and growing. But one of my colleagues told me that I needed to start looking to the mind now because it's we're not just physical right and that's when I stumbled upon hypnotherapy and a rapid transformational therapy in particular and I was just blown away by the process you know I just listened to one of the recordings and I came out of it and I'm like this is life changing for me so naturally again it was something else that I wanted to study, learn more about. And that was something that has helped the continue the momentum of my healing. It wasn't something that just sort of plateaued for me. I felt like there was continued growth in it. So very, very grateful for. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction and manifestation? then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now. 
all of those discoveries. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I love when people talk about RTT and, and clinical hypnotherapy and things because number one, people don't know this or maybe they do, but it's actually recognized by the, um, by the, whatever the medical community. Um, it's act, it's actually on, on the list of things that yeah. work. Like they admit that that works. It's not, you know, hocus pocus or whatever. Right. Um, but the thing that's really powerful, I think about hypnosis is that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Absolutely. So I know. <laughs> when people get all like, oh, you know, there's people using tactics, da, 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 da. And it's right. like, that's not a thing. Like you yeah. have to be open to this yeah. suggestion in yeah. order for that suggestion to take hold, you know? And, exactly. and especially like, I love Marissa Peer. Um, for those of you who don't know, Marissa Peer is the person who um, is the founder of Rapid Transformational Therapy. And she's also a celebrity hypno hypnotherapist. Some of the people that she's um, just to, to name off the top of my head that she's worked with like Eminem. Um, she's a very, very, um, very powerful and, and very open-hearted uh, hypnotherapist. And mm -hmm. I love meeting people who do her work because it's just such a passion project. Like when you recognize how much hypnotherapy, um, you know, has helped you, it's like, you just want to go and sing it from the rooftops. And, and the coolest thing about it, I think, and, and you let me know if you agree, there's nothing like magic about it like what we're actually doing as hypnotherapists is we're creating suggestions that a person can choose to accept or reject right. but there's nothing like you know devious about it like it's like no. there's the induction there's the conversation and then bringing right. them out of it but like it's not anything that you couldn't say in conversation right if the person was open to that to, you know, to, to having a conversation that way. I mean, obviously Absolutely. there's, there's that aspect of, you know, the modalities and whatever, and, and checking the, what do you, whatever you call it, the, oh, I can't think of the word for it, catalepsy and all those things. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. But at the end of the day, like, it's just a conversation and right. I love that you got those results. And I love that the first thing you wanted to do is turn around and share those results. So speaking Absolutely. of which, can you share, like you told us a little bit about your story. Can you tell us a yeah. little bit kind of about what you do with clients? Like, tell me about yeah. somebody just comes into your world and like, how does that work? Well, I have several different programs and I think they've sort of all blossomed from, okay, I can, I can help this and, and I can do this. And, and I think I wanted to tailor it to women just in general that struggle with anxiety and anger, especially because that is, you know, that in my own life, that's, I took a complete 180. I went from raging, anxious woman to like, See, I have a hard time. I have a hard time picturing that because, and it's so interesting. Like when someone sees you after that, it's really hard for, you know, it's like, I couldn't imagine you like holding up a hairbrush and being like, oh, like you just seem so peaceful to me. Well, thank you. I, I feel like it really is weird thinking back to that part of my life. It's almost like when I do think back, it was just like a movie that I watched I mean, it, it happened. Absolutely. But um, it doesn't feel real anymore. Because when you when you go from that to 
this, that's why you have such a passion to share that with other people. Because I used to believe that it wasn't possible to feel this way. But now I'm here. And so that's why I want to give that same hope to as many women as I possibly can. But my programs, um, I have them all listed, you know, on my website, but um, I have a, a six and an eight week program. And I'm also onboarding for a six month program. I call it the unmasking. <laughs> so basically just peeling away all of those just old disguises of yourself. Like I feel like most women go through their, most of their lives, like just with this facade almost. It's what I felt like for so long where you feel like you have to just plaster a smile on your face, right? And just to try and make it through the day, right? So going from that to like giving gratitude even for the really hard stuff like having the ability to do that I used to I can think back to like thinking about people like who I am now and being like oh my god she's ridiculous (laughs) like you know and now I'm like oh that's how they were feeling that's how you know so if if I can help shift women, even just a little bit, just, just, you know, leading them or getting them started on that part of their journey, I feel very grateful. I love how you said that because you're right. Like there is this aspect of when you're in pain and you see someone who's clearly not in pain. Yeah. You're like a wounded animal. Like you, you want to lash out at their happiness, not because they don't deserve it, but because you're like, why can't I have that? But the problem is you don't subconsciously make that connection. And so you're just like, well, who is she to think? And let me make fun of her hair and let me make fun of her shoes. And let me say, you know, well, of course she made a million dollars. Her husband does, blah, 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 you know, and and in there. So anybody who's sitting there going, I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do. Or you have everybody, everybody has done it in their brain one time or another. Right. And it's interesting because all that is, is the recognition of separation. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's just recognizing separateness. So whenever we can do things to bring ourselves back together Mm -hmm. and say, okay, that's just another aspect of me for me to see that in myself. Cause you can't see something in someone else that isn't already inherently in you. Yes, absolutely. You know, so when, you know, someone looks at someone who is like, Oh, look at her. She's just so happy. What that means is that you have that potential for happiness too, or you wouldn't be able to recognize it in her. And the fact that you're upset about it means that you're actually longing for that. Yes, exactly. You know? So looking for like, what is it when you look at someone else what is that message for you in that moment? Right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I feel like a lot of women just always are reaching. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's the why can't I or right. this, this isn't available to me. Or why can't well, I just, right? Like right. there's always this accountability piece in it. 
Like every mm-hmm. time I talk to women, not every time, but a lot of times you'll hear them say things like, if I could just figure this out, if I could just show up bigger, if I could just, and it's like, there is no, if I could just, you already yeah. are, you yeah. are that. And mm-hmm. what does it feel like to feel that first? Because right. then it becomes an outward projection. And what you exactly. do with RTT, that's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. Yeah. Fix you from the inside. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're radiating and emanating this energy of enoughness. And then the universe has to present evidence of enoughness. Yes. Yeah. Well, and this kind of like ties back to, you know, our children being mirrors, right? Reflection. So whatever we end up reflecting comes back in the same with our kids, right? So yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. What a gorgeous conversation. So Elise, tell me, how do people get a hold of you? If they want to work with you, if they want to learn more about you, what do they do? Absolutely. You can find me on Facebook. So just Facebook, Elise Mater. And then also on Instagram, um, I am Eden's Way to Vitality, if you do that little at symbol first. And then on YouTube, I am Elise Mater, anxiety and anger expert. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. We're so fancy around here. Yeah. And then my website, um, is just edenswayllc.com. And if you go to the services, you'll see my entire like list of services. And then you heard it, obviously a bit about my story that's on there as well, but you can always, yeah, Okay. exactly. Perfect. And then, you know, my contact, like my email and my phone number is on there too. Yeah. And we'll put all those yummies in the show notes, but this is just for the folks that are watching live and want to yeah. just run over because that's how my people are, right? There's a lot of generators, a lot of managers. They're like, yep, this is something I need. Off I go to go and learn more about her. So awesome. Very Yay. good. Thank Yay. you so much for being here. This has been such a joy. You know, you, you really you. have mastered that radiance energy. It's beautiful. It pours off of you. And um, you. it's a testament to the work that you do and the power of RTT and your story. And I'm just so grateful that you were able to be here with us today. I'm so grateful too. I'm kind of a little bit teary even. I get <laughs> I get the joyful tears. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. (laughs) So that'll do it for another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Until next week when we have another great guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Namaste.